anyone who has ever enjoyed a ventriloquist performance will testify to just how a silly speaking puppet can be so amazing. Why should it be amazing? Your phone Siri speaks too on its own. I'm sure there are already plenty of talking robots or robot pets around as well. Or just turn on the TV, watch a cartoon. Plenty of silly Muppet shows ought to entertain you if you are into cute talking stuff to animals. But no, this isn't the same. In ventriloquism, one is essentially not truly entertained by the speaking puppet, but by the amazing powers of its puppet master, who appears right in the same frame, the stage of imagination upon which our minds are captivated in a trance-like state by the hypnotic emission of otherworldly sounds from a fellow human being, who's as close to us as they are distant from the very puppet they are maneuvering. In fact, this is at the heart of ventriloquism, defined as the art of throwing the voice, defined precisely as speaking in such a manner that the sound appears to be coming at a distance or from a source other than the speaker. By the way, that's not all. We are also astounded by the convincing disguise, a deception so cleverly crafted right in front of our eyes. The key here is how ventriloquists are able to make all manner of sounds with their lips only slightly separated, keeping up the grand illusion that we also enjoy of being deceived. Does this surprise you? That we can enjoy being deceived? Well, I think the difference here is that as a stage art, this thoroughly appeals to our subconscious states. Oh, the delicate balance between two alternating states. One in which we think we are sharp enough to discern right through any shady pretenses, and the other, the ominous reminder that we are neither omnipotent, omniscient, nor omnipresent, while simultaneously being entertained by a man and his dummy. What does this tell us about what us human beings truly desire? The ventriloquist dummy, whether in the shape of a handheld puppet or a life-sized wood carving, well, it ought to be a symbolic reminder to ourselves. In our minds, do we secretly identify with the puppet master, or do we crave a reality? where we are empowered to maneuver the external with the same dexterity as the ventriloquist so does with his puppet. In the last episode, we covered how my less than perfect 
operatic renditions were perceived as comedic to my dear friends, but not to my teacher, who, perhaps as the master of his craft, was also well able to disguise his true emotions. Or maybe, just maybe, am I secretly anxious that there may just be a whole lot of people that I've encountered in my lifetime, and yours as well, whose true intentions I have never correctly discerned. But more than that, is that dehumanizing reality. Of artificial intelligence, the harbinger of something even more sinister—a world in which the master puppet makers are seeking to control each and every one of us—that our voices become a mere echo of theirs, which we articulate with our own lips. Ever so convincingly, that we find ourselves insisting is our own. Ooh, chilling. What do you think?